0: Adventures by Morse. Pauls E. Morse presents... Dead Men Prowl, featuring Captain Friday. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. If you like blood and thunder with me. The village of Holman, isolated little beach resort on the Marin County coast, two miles from the nearest railway and five miles from the only road, has for transportation facilities only commercial tugs and private sailboats which ply between San Francisco and its one rickety pier at varied intervals. There are perhaps 30 permanent residents in Holman. This late in the season, all the summer residents are gone, and the resort hotel is closed. And to this out-of-the-way nook, Captain Bart Friday has brought Dr. Jamie Cross for a quiet weekend. But it was anything but quiet. Let Captain Friday tell it. But first, we found Carmel and Andres Ruiz cousins on the beach, frightened by what they called a skeleton for eating in a long cloak. Carmel and Andres, the niece and nephew of Andrew Walters, one of the two rich men of Holman. Next, we found the body of old Doc Sims on the beach. Sims was the village's other rich man. Apparently, he died of natural causes. Doc Sims, among other things, was coroner of Holman, and at his own expense, had erected a tiny modern morgue. To date, the morgue had never had a victim. But on carrying Sims to the concrete structure, we discovered on the slab the body of the village halfwit, murdered. But that wasn't all. No, that wasn't all. In fact, it was just the beginning. For on top of everything else, Carnell and Andres found the body of their uncle Andrew Walters hanging in his room. Three deaths in one night, and Holman hadn't had a death for twenty years. And then to add a dash of macabre to the mystery, mm-hmm. who should Captain Friday and Dr. Croft see walking in the moonlight ahead of them but one of the bodies they had just locked in the morning At the moment, Dr. Croft and Carmel Ruiz are at Captain Friday's cottage. Now, now, Mr. Ruiz, sit down on this little footstool. Right up close to the fire. Mm, you must get over a fit of shivering, you know.
1: I'm so cold, Dr. Croft. Maybe I had something hot to drink. A suspended idea.
0: Now, you sit here close by the fire with this blanket around you, and I'll it about in the kitchen and see if I can't make some coffee. Oh, it's
1: terrible. Terrible.
0: Now, Miss Ruiz.
1: you want to call me Carmel, Miss Ruiz makes me feel so. so long.
0: <laughs> You look like a very small infant huddled up in that blanket.
1: I'm eighteen. Like oh,
0: quite. Now then, I'm going to see about that coffee.
1: Doctor Cross, Doctor
0: Cross. Hello, what's up?
1: Doctor Cross, how could it, it be walking down the road?
0: Now see here, didn't I tell you you weren't to think anything more about that?
1: I can't think of anything else
0: me take your hand. Mm-hmm. Ice cold. Now, this will never do. The coffee's on. Supposing I sit down here beside you and hold these cold hands. Oh, in a very professional manner. And then we talk.
1: That was the worst of all. Dead man walking around. There wasn't much was bad enough. The skeleton solid to sudden feet. My Uncle Hank. Oh, why doesn't Andres and the Catherine come back? They'll be here presently. I, I don't think they... They should have followed... This... Doctor's here.
0: Tell me, Carmel, Tell me something about yourself. Your childhood. There isn't very much... Oh, there must be a great many things.
1: Mostly. I've been with other girls in the convent. Very little when I went there. Hardly six.
0: You've been under the care of the convent since you were six?
1: That was when Mother died. I don't remember Father at all.
0: But you had some very happy years, if it seemed to me.
1: Oh, yes. It was so good to me. But but I did want someone of my very own family, the same as other girls. Mm, Quite naturally. And and so when Uncle Andrew sent for me... You see, I I didn't even know I had an uncle until he sent for me. Mm,
0: Queer business.
1: Oh, but I was happy. I came just as quickly as I could... And when I got off the train on this side of the boat, all
0: was on And you discovered that you had not only an uncle, but likewise a cousin, eh? A real family. Then it all
1: started. All this terrible thing. Now, now,
0: now. See here, you're not going to tremble anymore. See, see how warm your hands are getting. Oh. Hello? Here comes Captain Friday and your cousin. Hello, Doctor. Here we are. Police oh, please, carmelic everything all right? You see, it was necessary. I've always got there Friday, or I would not have gone did you catch him? I, we had, I know this. I must be at the conclusion that we have made mistakes. Make yourself comfortable, Anders. I'm making coffee out in the kitchen. Now, uh, if you'll come along and show me we'll keep things, Captain. Yes, good idea. Any luck at all, Captain Friday? No, not much. Yeah, nothing about this thing makes sense beginning to give me the jitters. Fancy that. Well, fancy all you like, but that was Doc Sims that went down the road ahead of us. But Doc Sims is dead. He placed his body in the morgue. Yes, I know that. Oh, how can you be certain? Did you catch him? No. But we went back to the morgue and had another look. I see. yeah I didn't care about that either. My word. <laughs> Don't tell me that the great detective Captain Friday has mugs. I oh. we went back and had a look in the morgue. Doc Sim's body was gone. Hmm, but does that necessarily mean that the body got up and walked off? Or well, what else does it mean? He saw it leaving. Still, You might consider the theory that someone hid the body and then dressed to look like Sim. But I saw his face. And I know Doc Sim's face when I see it. Well, what do you think? So the coffee's done. And if we get more cups and spoons, we'll give our guests a hot drink and put them to bed. That was a good idea, bringing Carmel and Andres here. Yeah. Somehow I've got a notion they're going to play a pretty important part in this thing before it's finished. Ah? You think it isn't finished? Oh, not by a jugful. Rich Hartley's half-witch son shot to death. Andy Walters hanged. Doc Simms starts walking around after dropping dead. I'll say it's not the end. Doc Simms' body is the only one that has uh, moved? Yes. Oh, uh, by the way, Captain, what about informing Mr. Hartley about his son's death? I've had enough tonight. The morning will do just as well. Grab the coffee pot, Doctor. Let's go back to the front room. Don't you think it would be a good idea to minimize everything before Carmel? Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad about her. Attractive right, youngster. She's 18. Yeah? <laughs> she doesn't look it. <laughs> you can't always tell, Captain. You can't always tell. Coffee, sir. Come now, Carmel. You have a cup. And then we're going to tuck you in the bed and see that you get a good night's rest. Oh,
1: please. I don't think I could sleep. Of
0: course you will. I guarantee it. Snug is a mess of puppies. And just to make sure, I'm going to give you the bedroom that hangs out over the beach. When the tide's in, the water laps right up onto your windowsill. I'll rock you to sleep. It
1: might help. But, Senor Captain, supposing it should lap over the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've never heard so far, fella. But well, is it not possible? <laughs> Perhaps, Carmel, to satisfy your cousin Andres, you should wear a bathing suit for <laughs> men in place of pajamas.
1: <laughs> Oh, you are so friendly. It would
0: have been wonderful to know you all. Well, for me, I think it is wonderful to find so good friends in this trouble. Yeah, we'll pull you out of it, okay? Yeah. You just forget about it and let us do the work. No, 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 It is my burden and I shall not forget my part of it.
1: Still, yeah. it is very
0: good to know that one has friends. You know, these people in Hoyman, they have not been very friendly. I do not know why. Perhaps because they do not speak in great, by the way. Yeah, Mossbacks. Don't like anything that's different. though. No. Three gifts in one night aren't going to fit very well with their mother, I'm afraid. I'll say it, Walter. They'll be buzzing like a hat full of bees by morning. Coffee make you feel better, Carmel? Mm,
1: clear. I do feel like
0: sleeping? Sleepy, eh? Captain, where is this room? Clear at the back. Right down to the end of the hall. And I'll show you. Ready, Carmel? Well, all right.
1: Good night, Andres.
0: Uh, you wait here, Andres. We'll get your cousin settled. it be right back. See, I always wait. Good night, our mess. We brought all your personal effects from your uncles. You'll find them in the room. You're
1: all
0: so good. Is this it, Captain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Here you Miss
1: Please don't call me Miss Rulles. I prefer Carmel.
0: <laughs> all right. Carmel it is. And I think the room's
1: beautiful.
0: it look. Come into the window. See how close the ocean is? Looks friendly, doesn't it? Hello? What's that? What is it, Captain? Tugboat's pulling over the wharf. You can see the searchlight. Is that unusual? Yeah. Never heard of it before. Not at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, probably some citizen of and anxious to get back home from San Francisco tonight. No, no. Holman residents don't go to the city. Oh. Perhaps a delivery boat of supplies to the store. Mm. This time of night? Oh, well. We're keeping Carmel up. When you're ready, knock on the door and crawl into bed. Then I'll come in and give you something to make you sleep. I want you talking and
1: presence. Thank you, Dr.
0: Carr. Good night,
1: Colonel.
0: Good night, Captain. Now, Doctor, I have a notion to go down to the wharf. Everything seems to be taking on a sinister hue for you tonight. Oh, yeah. Why shouldn't it? Oh, well, where is it now? Something left? Uh, nothing at all, it. The captain saw a tugboat landing down at the wharf, and he's just wondering about it. There are too many coincidences taking place tonight. Hardly uh, call them coincidences, Captain. I never saw a more unrelated set of circumstances. Of this. Oh, of course never Really? Well, I can't see it myself. Now, what relation is there between Doc Sims falling dead on the beach and Andrew Waters hanging himself in his home? The two rich men of Holman dead on the same night. Well, not for me. But what's the relationship between them and the village house which we found in the morgue shot through the heart? The mere fact that there hasn't been a death in Holman for 20 years, and then suddenly there are three deaths. It smells like plenty of trouble. Yes, I suppose it does. But where does this skeleton in the moonlight, seen by Andres here and Carmel, enter the picture? what has all this to do with Dr. Sim's body wandering about after we've definitely locked him up in the morgue? That's so fast, Doctor. Let's take him one at a time. Dr. Cox? Carmel is calling. All
1: right, make him in, Dr. Cox. Uh,
0: You'll excuse me, please. I just... Put a drop of sedative in the child's coffee, but I want to give her one more tablet to be certain she sleeps. Okay, go ahead, here, doctor. Okay. Tell me something about your uncle. How was he acting before you left
1: the house tonight?
0: My, my, what a nice lot of hair! They didn't let you cut it in the convent, I see.
1: No, doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to open this window. A shower will make you speak like a talk. The sound of the wings will lull you. Ah, seems to be stuck. (laughs) Ah, ah, there it is. (laughs) There. Doesn't that sound good? Oh, yes. Now then, sit up and take this tablet. And here's a glass of water. Just enough to get the tablet done. (sighs) Done. Good girl. Now then, lie down. you it going to be warm enough?
1: Oh, yes.
0: Well, that's all right, then. I'm going to make the captain give me the room right next to you. There's a door in between. Now leave the transom open. If you want anything, just call. Thank you.
1: That way I won't feel so, so frightened. No, of
0: course not. There's nothing to be frightened of, child. Good night, now. I'll snap out the light as I leave. Good night. Oh. To settle that pretty well, I'll show you, Captain Friday. It is everything I know about my uncle. Yeah, I'd say there are a lot of things you haven't found out yet. Oh, that's your patient settled, Doctor? Yes, Tommy will sleep. Seems to me I promised you a restful weekend. I intended having you lie down all day Saturday and Sunday, just listening to the ocean. Oh, wait, what that? <laughs> oh, I see, Captain. You do have the jump, didn't you hear? Something on the porch. Could it be the walking body? Oh, come now. There. There. Didn't you hear it? Well, well. Uh, what do you suppose? Quiet. Well, if it's old Doc Finn's body, it hasn't forgot its manners. Manners? Yes. Open the door and let the corpse walk in. cottage of Captain Friday in the isolated village of Holman, the girl Carmel has been given a sedative and put to bed by Dr. Croft. The three men, Croft, Captain Friday, and the girl's cousin, Andres Ruiz, were discussing the three deaths of the evening when there came a knock on the door. A midnight visitor. Is it Dr. Sims, buddy? Has the decency to rap before entering anywhere. I will hold my gun on the door. Oh, nonsense. It's the same. Keep it handy, Andres. Oh, certainly do the honors, Captain? I'll answer it. You keep back out of the way.
1: Well? Oh, please. Have you a room where we could stay tonight?
0: A room? Well, this isn't a hotel. I told you how it would be. Come on, Gail. Oh, I say, Captain, how about having them in for a few moments anyway? What's going on here tonight anyway? Okay, come on in. Follow the doctor into the front room. Of course, if we're not wanted... Oh, it's okay. Come on in. Oh, uh, drop your bags there in the corner. Right in here. Well, where did you two drop from? Both of you look badly done
1: up. We are. But may I introduce myself? I'm Gail Stanley, and this is my brother, Martin. Delighted.
0: Uh, and I am Dr. Jamie Croft, and this is Captain Bob Friday, who's your host. And uh, here is Mr. Andres Ruiz, the guest. How, How do you do? do? Where did you two say you came from? From the south.
1: You see, when we heard that our uncle had died here in Holmen. sir. Well, he did die, didn't he? Who? Well, our uncle. Dr. Sims dead.
0: Well, he's uh, well, uh, dear child. But who sent you word that Dr. Sims was dead?
1: But it's shall find a friend.
0: When did you get it? A messenger boy got me out of bed at three o'clock this morning. Said Dr. Sims had died suddenly, and we should come immediately. Funny you should get the message this morning when he didn't die until sometime this evening. What?
1: Oh, how horrible!
0: Got a telegram with you?
1: You have, haven't you, Martin?
0: Yes, of course. Just a minute. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, here it is. That's authentic, all right. You two came over on that tug we saw a few minutes ago, I suppose.
1: Why, yes, we came just as fast as we could. You see, the message said for us to hurry. Uh huh.
0: We thought there'd be a hotel or some place we could stay tonight, but there wasn't a single light in the whole town except in this
1: house. Yes, that's the reason we came here,
0: and quite properly too. Well, how about it, Captain? You're not dead, yeah, I suppose so. There are two bedrooms with twin beds and the lounge and Carmel's room. But just a minute, I want to get this straight. Dr. Sims is dead, isn't he?
1: Well, well, what's wrong? He is, isn't he?
0: Say, Gail, there's something queer here. You don't know the half of it, brother. Well, why don't you tell us? Is he dead or isn't he? Yes. Yes, he's dead, all right. Well, then? Yes, he's dead. But he doesn't seem to know it.
1: What do you mean?
0: Now, she's here. I think the best thing to do is for us all to get a good night's rest and then tomorrow thrash this whole business out.
1: But if there's something we should know about...
0: Nothing that won't keep until the morning. Now then, Captain Friday permitting, I'm going to assign sleeping quarters. Go ahead, Doctor. But I suggest that Miss Stanley take the couch in Carmel's room. Oh,
1: I wouldn't disturb Oh,
0: no, no, you won't disturb anyone. The girl who's oh, a cousin of Mr. Luiz here is already asleep. Now then, I'll take the next room so that I'll be close by in case Carmel grows restless. Is she ill? no. But she's had a most distressing evening, Andres. Supposing you occupy the second bed in my room. With pleasure. That will put you, Mister Stanley, with Captain Friday in the bedroom on the other side of the hall. It isn't an imposition. Well? Huh? How about it, Captain? As good as any. I'll get extra bedding for the couch.
1: Well, please, if you'll just give me the bedding, I'll make it up.
0: Okay, Miss Stanley. I'll leave everything just outside the door. Uh, please. I too have had a hard day. Uh, you would excuse me if I should retire. Run along, Andres. <laughs> please. Then... Good night. Good night. Uh, second door to the right, you know. Now, how about you, Mister Stanley? I'm dog tired, all right, but I would like to know something about this business of my uncle. Please, Mister Stanley, in the morning. Right. Uh, where's the room I'm to share with Captain Friday? Uh, right down the hallway, son. I'll show you the room. I'll be right back, Mister Stanley. Night, sir. We're business all around, always, bother. No bother in the least. Right in here. I think you'll find it comfortable. Thank you. Well, not at all. Good night. night. Oh, there uh, you are, Captain. You have Miss Stanley in tow, I see. Oh, we're making so much trouble. Oh, forget it. Wait until you see the sort of hot I turn out for breakfast. Now then, here's plenty of cover. Oh, yes, plenty. Well, I I guess that's everything. Will
1: the night bother the other girl? Oh, not in
0: the least. She won't awaken.
1: And good night.
0: If you need anything, just call
1: on. Well, I'm certain I won't. Good night. it's good to get out of these clothes. And slippers. And slippers. Oh, dear, another runner. Hmm. Quite old-fashioned, you. Perfectly darling. Just imagine sleeping on the edge of the ocean. Hello. Who are you? Oh, I've wakened you. I'm sorry. No, I've been away. Really? I'm afraid you're just being kind. You're a friend of Captain Friday. No, total strangers. I'm Dale Stanley. Captain Friday was good enough to put Martin and me up for the night. Martin? Yes, he's my little brother. Little? Well, he's 22. Oh. Uh, I'm Tonya Louis. You're a sleepy, child. I'll turn out the light. Oh, no, you're not finished undressing. I like can easily finish in the dark. I'm glad you're here. I mean, sleeping in here with me. But don't coffee, drink, anyway. Not really. I feel much safer now. Safer? Well, what's there to be afraid of? <laughs> And you don't know? There, you're getting yourself wide awake. I'm going to turn out the light and crawl in. i need sleep, terribly. Honey. I feel awfully drowsy in spite of everything. There. Oh, my, that a bed feels good. Mm. Imagine going to sleep to the sound of waves. Isn't very dark, is it? The moon coming in. Hmm. It's simply enchanting. What? That's strange. What? That shadow. Didn't you see it across the room? What? No. Hmm. Queer. Oh, I guess it was my imagination. Well. Good night. Good night, Dale. Hmm. I can just. I myself unwind. Uh oh. Who's there? What, what is it? There's someone at the window. Oh, please. Go get inside. Friday. Don't let it get in. Be me. quiet. Wait. I I not my dad. Yes. Yes. Sounds like bones rattling. Excuse me? Bones rattling. It's a skeleton. It's after me. It's afternoon. Skeleton. It. Oh, that's silly. It's probably the wind blowing the shutters. Of course, there's some explanation. No. No. Carmel, you're just nervous. Look, supposing I come and get in bed with you, would they help? But you said you sofa was somewhere. Well, I shouldn't. Be. It was just that I heard the noise, and I was startled for a minute. Mm-hmm. Would well, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that big bed looks absolutely luxurious. <laughs> still kind of lost So big. Her grandmother slept in beds like this. Oh, marvelous. Old-fashioned feather beds. You, you don't think it's the skeleton? Say, what in the world are you talking about, Darnell? What skeleton? The, the one that followed Andres and me on the beach tonight. Why, I never heard of such a thing. I never did either until I came to Holman. But it did. You mean just a bare skeleton? No, it was wearing a cloak. A long black cloak. It had a huge black hat pulled down over its face. But if it was covered... Well, how do you know it because was? Because the wind blew the cloak back and... And there it was. And you think it's come here now? What I thought. Hmm. Do these people, I mean Captain Friday and Doctor Cross, know about it? Yes. Yeah. What did they say? He didn't say anything. But I know they think we we're mistaken. Oh, of course you were. Skeletons don't walk around. You're old enough to know that. <gasps> I. Listen. I didn't discover it all. You can tell it. Well, if it's a skeleton, he's certainly giving himself a good shaking. Miss Penny, get back in bed. What are you going to do? I'm going to see what's outside the window. Please, please don't near the window. Please. Nonsense. It must Three people have already been murdered. And what did you say? It's true. Please get away from the window. Did you say three persons were murdered? I don't know. But they died. <laughs> you stay in bed. I'm going to have a look. Please. please. I'll only be a minute. Come back.
0: Stanley, have been dragged into the evil which is afoot in Holman. Three dead. Andrew Waters, rich man, hanged. Doc Sims, mayor, coroner, and second rich man, dead of natural causes. And third, the half-wit boy, shot through the heart. One of the bodies on the prowl, and the skeleton of still another, keeping a close and menacing guard over Captain Friday's cottage. Listen next week to Chapter Three of Dead Men Foul, which is entitled "The Dead Do Walk at Night." You are listening to Adventures by Morse.